In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I'm joined as always by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm, I'm swell. I have yet to see a drone. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, my state apparently is saturated with invasion drones. Yeah, I'm far enough east in the state that I don't see them here yet. But yeah, it apparently started in Colorado and has been moving east across uh, Nebraska. But yeah. just, just weird. And from all reports, I've seen like pictures of them, but they're all like really blurry and everything. They're not like your your average uh, Walmart drone or you know what I mean? They're like industrial yeah. heavy-duty drones. These are um, like fifty, sixty thousand dollars drones. And the FAA claims they know nothing about it. Um, the, F- the FAA, the federal government, the police departments—no business has come up and said, "Hey, we were just geo geo uh, mapping for oil or something like that." Like the whole thing is just really obscure. And it's how so- many of them are there technically? Um, they're they're apparently going in packs. Yeah, they've seen formations as as high as um, twenty mm-hmm. in a group traveling together. They've seen them as small as one by itself traveling. Yeah. Most of the sightings I've heard of were like four or five, kind of flying in a formation of some sorts. Uh, as as they look, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about it. Um, but we are not a conspiracy theory podcast. We are a no. I just want to podcast. I just so. We're not going to go into them. Um, they they involve missing nuclear warheads is one of the ones I read, and I'm like, oh geez. No, I see. Yeah, I'm out on that that stuff. I just want to know, like, why why would somebody not come forward by now for this? That's, yeah, well, that's, that's annoyance. That's yes, the the uh, conspiracy theories. They're like, well, it's got to be some secret government agency. Like literally, one of the ones I read was that a uh, uh, nuclear warhead has gone missing, and so these are uh, being dispatched from uh, Colorado. Uh, the, the secret base that's under the airport in Colorado, apparently, or whatever, and uh, it's it's flying at night because it can use the radiation scanning to try to find the. I don't know. Anyways, well, it does it's mention so they would just shut down the roads if a warhead came up missing. Like that's it. No, they could travel anywhere. <laughs> well, so, the, according to the, the Business Insider. They do not appear to be malicious. However, the drone a drone export says that they do appear to be searching or mapping out the area, so they're clearly looking for something, but not well, as critical as like a missile or you know. Well, the, not yeah. at all fantasy booking here, y'all. Just so we know, <laughs> so we're clear. We've cold, to- totally gone off the rails here, but the, <laughs> Sorry the things that. that- that uh, play into the the conspiracy theory about the missing warheads is uh, the knowledge that Nebraska actually has a very large number of missile silos uh, peppered around the state. Um, and 
they're they're like literally all over the state, but Western Nebraska has got a lot of them. Um, and so they're like that's that's why they're scanning around. They're trying to figure out if it's in one of those silos or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you have already heard uh, the other person joining us this week, host of Real Talk Radio, Justin LeBanc. Hey, 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 it is me. Can I get a witness? Happy, happy 2020, as I wasn't here for your last podcast uh, episode there. Uh, still a little hungover from all the festivities. What a year it has been. Um, not really. Uh, it's been a pretty crappy raw to start 2020, but, uh, other than that, you know, things are looking up and up new year, new us, new, new episodes, all that Jabba Jabba. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm pretty good. Can't complain. Awesome. Awesome. Crappy raw. You got to see the world's largest athlete show how less athletic he is than five other people all at one time. And we're burying the lead here. Uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley actually got married. <laughs> hey, yeah. how could and that their pastor rapidly? almost didn't make it to the ceremony yeah. to officiate <laughs> the wedding because security just doesn't know what they're doing and didn't get the memo that some guy was going to go in the ring to do apparently the next thing. he he jumped his his cue so uh he was early he was supposed to come on after the commercial break and he came out right before it and that's why security was all but anyways yeah but still i i would figure you would know who that guy was and that he was going into the ring it you still would wouldn't think... make any sense for security to be like oh let's tackle him down oh my god he's a fan like no especially since he was on the last episode you know so it was the same guy from the week before, but yeah, anyway. is it actually the same? Especially since he departed from gorilla position. Yeah, but anyways, um, if you are the same security team though, I don't know if it's the same security. So I think it's the same arena. Uh, every arena it's different security, so the other they wouldn't have known, right? Well, they should have at least watched the show. I mean, you'd think. Anyway, yeah, um, if I have to watch it, they have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not necessarily. It's not they're, fair. They're, they're securitying. That's not even a word. But they're doing security for other gigs at that. It was in Oklahoma, right? In other arena, at, at other games, whatever Oklahoma is playing at that arena. They're doing other things and more productive things than WWE has been doing in the past month. So, hey, you know, I, I could continue my trend from uh, the WBU and insult people from Oklahoma. That's, <laughs> AR would not not be a fan of you right now. Ah. <laughs> oh. uh, we probably lost yeah. a chance last last show. <laughs> Anyways, if you are Only new to this show, in Indiana, Arkansas, and Alabama, which uh, come to find out by pure coincidence, happens to be uh, the place that a lot of my wife's relatives come from. Like all three of those places, I uh, got in a little trouble for that. Does your wife know how to play banjo? She does not, as far as I know. Hmm. Well, that's definitely the next topic of discussion before you and your wife, that's for sure. Anyways, if you're new to the show, the premise is simple. We take turns challenge each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of pro wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so it's going to be entirely off the cuff and hopefully entertaining. Mm. Uh before we get into it, though, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure, take a little bit of time to like this, share it, and subscribe uh, so that we can continue to grow and provide you with great content. Um, but uh, on that note, we'll get into uh, booking number one. I'm going to go first here. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to go ahead and go first here. Um, I'm in a giving mood because uh, uh, Christmas was good and New Year's was good. So in the spirit of the new year, I'm going to challenge each of you to book your dream match for this coming year. And I only have one rule for this, uh, and that is uh, the match can't be across brands. So it's got to be AEW versus AEW or NXT versus NXT or so forth. But anyone who is a free agent now or suspected to soon be a free agent can switch because this is still fantasy. So um, I'm going to put DA Fabe on the spot first and say, what's your dream match for this? Well, you and I talked about an observation a little bit earlier. Um, well, it, on WBU, and then we talked about it actually before that, even on, on I think it was Saturday night, um, that it seems obvious to me that Dean Ambrose is coming back to WWE, so I have to refer to him as Dean Ambrose, thanks to Carl's Jr. and Hardy's having him on their bo- on their bag right now for their promotion for WWE. So obviously it's going to be Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, except for the fact that I've seen that seven times and I don't need to see it again. So, um, Mr. LeBlanc, did you know that? No, I didn't. I actually was very shocked and I wanted to you elaborate on that. When did this happen? Why is, am I missing something here? Was I sleeping so, under a rock? Carl's Jr. and Hardee's has a promotion right now for the toys on kids' meals of WWE. Uh, I'm just going to... Break in here, because uh, uh, Justin, are you familiar with Hardee's or Carl's Jr.? Do they have them up there? Uh, no, Hardee's okay. as in Matt and Jeff Hardy or no. someone else? There's, okay. it's, a, it's a restaurant chain, chain in America, and there's a, there's kind of a long, uh, weird storyline for it, but it goes under different names depending on what part of the country you're at. It's okay. basically exactly the same restaurant. Uh, where we come from, it's called Hardee's. Uh, but in Western United States, most of the places it's called Carl's Jr. Right. Uh, okay. But they put out basically the same food, no matter which one you go. Right. Okay. Yeah. Back to the story. So, anyway, this restaurant <laughs> has a, a partnership with WWE right now, and so for the kids' toys and their bags have um, Carl's Jr. or has WWE characters on them, including John Cena and and several characters well in the word search on there the only non-active member of the wwe roster um it's on that, that word word search because technically cena is still considered active roster he's not been put retired or legends or anything um is ambrose it's the only name on there that is not at all employed by wwe and ambrose contract comes up in April. So I would like to see uh, with AEW. I, I guess he has an opt out in April, is what I should say. So, yeah, you could actually see that happen. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just I just got a picture that shows it right now. So. Um, and are you sure these bags are new? Because I feel like they've had these out like, like 2018. I can tell you that I eat at Hardee's and Carl's Jr. a lot. <laughs> because in okay. terms of in terms of burgers, they're really good. And in terms of uh, keto diet, which I don't really talk about often here, but in terms of keto diet, their monster burger without a bun or a lettuce wrapped monster burger is actually if you eat two of those a day, you would have a perfect keto diet. Mm. I don't have a perfect keto diet, but it would actually be the macros would be almost perfect. Uh, plus whatever vegetables you want the rest of the day. So anyway, um, 
my son and I went there, and Ambrose is the only name, as, as you can see in the in the podcast that was sent over, that is on there that is not a current active member of the WWE roster. And I thought, hmm, that's odd. Right. And my son and I went in November, and it was Hobby Kids was their promotion. Well, Dean Ambrose has been John Moxley since May. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's fairly recent. Hmm. <laughs> So that's the end of that that little piece, but it's not who I want as my dream match. My dream match will be a retirement match based on Monday. Um, no, it won't. No, I'm done with Brock, and I really want to see that retirement match. I want to see Drew McIntyre defeat Brock for the title or career and actually have the career match be done. Oh, that's your dream match, though? It's not my dream match. Well, yeah, because it gets rid of Brock. No, but that that everyone wants a Brock to get out of here and go back to farming and wherever he's from now uh, or whatever have you. But that can't be your dream match. Anything with Brock cannot be your dream match. This is not my dream is that he's gone because of that (laughs) match. I don't see right, the problem with this. Fair it's it's your choice. It's your choice by all means. By I all mean, means. if I I'm if sorry. I want a good high quality match, um, God, I guess the good high quality match, in theory, would be Osprey Okada, but we're not gonna get that. Maybe we will. I mean, it's more likely than say Osprey versus Kenny Omega, but I yeah, I think Osprey Okada is actually probably fairly likely since they uh he just dropped the junior heavyweight championship to go up to the and but okada doesn't have it anymore but here's the deal is okada is going to be chasing after it to get it back um and and so the way to do it osprey is going to be in the way or uh okada's in the way for osprey either way i think we'll likely see that match yeah, that, and, and that'll be exciting. So that's a match we could actually see. Um, I I think any good dream match right now should, based on the pat on the trajectory of most people in uh, most of professional wrestling right now, I would say with the limitations that we have, any good dream match is is relatively likely. I mean. I'm sure Officer Smarks would love to see Joey Ryan, who theoretically for the major promotions is still a free agent. I'm sure he'd love to see Joey Ryan versus really anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you say that, however, Joey Ryan actually did sign a contract with Impact, so... Oh, he finally signed? When did that happen? Was that October? A couple months ago. Yeah, October or so. But he signed it. Uh, part of the deal was it would allow him to continue to work his independent dates, and that's why oh, he chose I Impact thought... over the other ones. But he did sign an actual contract, so he's been appearing on episodes since then. Um, so that that oh. hurts my dream match. Oh yeah, yeah. Because now you're stuck with Joey Ryan versus Luke Cage or whatever his name is. Brian Cage, and now that Brian wouldn't be Cage. my dream match. No. <laughs> so no, I um, my number one dream match is any match that eliminates Brock Lesnar from continuing to to hold titles hostage. Um, and my number two dream match, uh, I would say, is is probably likely to happen. And I would say that's Osprey and Okada. Okay, okay, Mister LeBlanc. <laughs> um, so I feel, and this might sound weird, but I feel like it is the year of KO again 
I feel like they're gonna push Kevin Owens. Um, and I just want to see him rise to the top again because the dude is still such a phenomenal wrestler. Um, we all know he can talk. We all know he can, uh, you know, it, we saw him the past few months just kind of help out everywhere in terms of with this whole stupid Seth Rollins storyline. Them bringing KO actually made it watchable and more interesting. Um, and then, you know, now we have Samoa Joe involved and so on. So my dream match currently, just because although they're together right now, would be Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. I feel like if Vince and nobody else was involved and they just kind of gave them all the rights to just go out and you guys do the match you want to do, boom. I don't know. I'm, I'm, once I saw Samoa Joe come back and stop announcing and so on and so forth, and then I saw him come help out KO, I instantly thought to myself, man, you know what? We never, I don't, and I, I don't believe we've ever seen Samoa Joe versus KO yet either in nxt or anywhere else i feel like it might have happened at some point but i honestly don't remember uh, or if it was it wasn't a singles match so i would kind of maybe like to see that we're not going to see it for mania but i mean we might not even see it to begin with but i feel like that would be a legitimate interesting uh entertaining and a really really good match Samoa Joe versus KO um and that might actually but of course WWE's not going to do it because they don't listen to their fans and it's probably going to be I don't know but I don't know I I just that that's one thing that popped in my head since Samoa Joe Joe came back to uh help out Kevin Owens and I was just kind of thinking of that and I thought that would be kind of interesting because both wrestlers still got it they could still uh, you know, put up, put on an entertaining match, and both need something. So why not make Joe turn on KO, and thus continue, uh, or thus start a feud between those two at some point, maybe after Mania. But I think that would be relatively interesting. Um, yeah. So that is my dream match for raw and wwe at the moment um and it's a bit out there but i like it i feel like that would actually be something we haven't seen before and would actually be a fairly entertaining matchup yeah yeah it'd be fun um yeah i mean for the most part those are both matches i would like to see uh you know, in terms of getting rid of Brock Lesnar, I'd love to see that. Well, that's <laughs> when he went, yeah, that's it, it not going to happen, by the way, yeah, but, you no, know. No. Yeah. But uh, it, it wouldn't no, be the best. Way more kick to the, the knee. But, yeah. But uh, here's the other We've talked before. We we really need to get a belt on Drew McIntyre. Yes. And what better way to do that than to have him take out the beat? Uh, and anyway. Yeah, McIntyre's been saying it's his year, it's his year, and they're kind of really pushing that. So it's very possible. And Brock being in the Rumble, does anyone have any more insight on that? Not really. I mean, I've been trying to to look for rumors on that and everything. And the closest speculation I can find, and this is just rampant speculation, not actual, like, insider reporting or whatever, Mm -hmm. is just that people think that they might be trying to go for some sort of unification of the titles. So they have one uh, champion instead of two. I hope they don't give us a Brock versus Fiend. Yeah. The only the only way they can do that is if they give us 
the fiend winning it all, but yeah, we've had this conversation recently, so I'm gonna stop. Now, as for me, my uh, dream match of the year, uh, because I'm gonna put this in here regardless of not being asked the question. Um, <laughs> I bet. Uh, I feel it's so okay. Um, involves a, a person that I know I'm more familiar with than both of you guys. Uh, he is currently a free agent, and so um, he could go on pretty much any roster. Uh, but Killer Cross, um, and I know neither of you have watched much Impact Wrestling, uh, but he is phenomenal. And uh, he's got a great look. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Uh, and WWE apparently thinks so because they're offering him straight to the main roster uh, if he signs with them. So instead of going to NXT or even going to the Performance Center for a while and getting, he would go straight to, you know, he'd basically be AJ showing up maybe at the Royal Rumble, you know? Mm. Um, and so uh, last report, uh, I read it was that he hadn't signed with anybody yet. And so he still could go to AEW, he could go to WWE, um, he could even go to New Japan if he really wanted to, and he'd be phenomenal there. So, uh, so I this kind of has allowed me to hedge my bets because uh, my dream match would be most likely him versus uh, John Moxley in AEW. But a secondary to it kind of goes along with uh, Justin's dream match would be him versus Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that could be a phenomenal... Uh, they, they have kind of different styles, but I think they would mesh... Um, so there's a chance I might get either of those. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm excited possible. to be here. And for those that aren't also familiar with a lot of Impact stuff, what match would you possibly recommend to our listeners? Oh, jeez. Uh, Killer Cross had... I'm trying to think of... I mean, he had a, a series of matches for the um, championship. Uh in the not distant past but I'm trying to think of hey, he had a whole bunch versus Eddie Edwards uh, that included um, uh, kendo sticks and, and mm. such because, uh, Eddie Edwards character at the time carried around a kendo stick in a lot of the hardcore matches um, he had a match versus uh, Johnny Impact now back to John Morrison again um, and of course, he had a big match versus Brian Cage. Um, and, and, you know, Killer Cross is a big, uh, pretty buff guy, but anyone looks small uh, next to Brian Cage. So, um, but yeah, so I'd probably, I mean, to be perfectly honest, you could go to just YouTube and search Killer Cross V, and uh, you'll see pretty much any of these ones here. Exactly what I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, I kind of wish I had picked John Morrison versus Kofi now that you say that. By the way, what's up with being a smart for anything Vince Russo's ever run? What do you mean? You are a smart for WCW, and now you're a smart for Impact. Uh, You've got to stop. Hey, I was a smart for pre-Vince Russo WCW, and a smart for post Vince Russo impact. So, so, uh, Neener Neener. Yeah. <laughs> so, there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you're, I think you're a Rusatic. No. Rus 
can't stand the guy. It took me took me uh, like all the self control to not respond to one of his tweets the other day, which you know he wouldn't have cared if I responded because he doesn't know me from Adam, sort of a thing. But he he sent out a tweet and it was just a oh look at me pay attention to me tweet that was like uh, you know I've I've reached out to AEW before and and never heard back, but just so they know my. Uh, my offer is, you know, if they need some some help with their creative or whatever, uh, I'm I'm available. You know, I'll even do it for free. I, I'm not looking for a job. I'm just looking to help. And I wanted to respond. No thanks. AEW doesn't need any on a pole matches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, holy cow. I, I should should have responded. No thanks, brother. Bro. Bro. No thanks, bro. No thanks, bro. Thank you, but no thank you, bro. That would have been Anyways. Vince Russo. I think we need a Vince like Russo. Every five seconds, though, on Twitter. Well, he's just promoting his brand thing, but oh my lord, he has time on his hands. Well, yeah, he's basically unemployed. I really, really, really want a Vince Russo versus Matt Riddle match. Just so Maybe you can watch the King of Bros just beat up on the bro. <laughs> I just want I feel like to put a, that a on just for that calling it a bro match or something or oh my god or tag teaming them for the bro match vince mcmahon wants to tag team alistair black and um damn it i forgot the other one's name the best kept secret buddy murphy damn it buddy murphy thank you uh you know he wants to partner them up together which mind you would kind of be kind of cool but you just had them like no they're still doing their feud stop it but vince clearly will just do whatever he wants to do so i could see him putting bro riddle Verse with Bro Vince and making a tag team and calling it Bromance or something. <laughs> I, I see it. Maybe, I see it. Maybe like have a, Riddle. Maybe have Riddle managed by Russo. Or or they have it. Or their team is called like the Bro Code or something. Ugh, I just I see uh, it. Oh, <laughs> this is like the worst fantasy bookie of all time. <laughs> That's uh, pretty much the WWE Raw product right now, though. So you know, it goes hand in hand. Oh, wow. What a horrible Raw, guys. Like, I'm still oh. disgusted. Like, AEW started 2020 off with a bang. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then Raw I was like, oh, well, here's what we have. We have uh, the wedding officially happening. And then we have, like, three jobber matches to kick off the year of 2020. Oh, and we'll just bring the big show. I was happy to see the big show. Like, whatever, cool. It's been two years. Certainly, it was shocking. Kind of pointless though. Still kind of pointless, but well, he, uh, he got the he got the the last laugh. He didn't get the win, but he got the last laugh. No, that's it. But I mean, still, it was pointless. Like, what are you gonna yeah. do now? Just you know, have him like I don't know. I thought it was gonna be another like Samoan kind of wrestler, someone new coming in, or them bringing someone from NXT. Because Big Show's not really gonna be able to do much. And I'm sorry, Big Show. But let's kind of face it, you're not really gonna be anything big, pardon the pun, um, on Raw. You're probably now gonna do something with Braun. No, Braun's on SmackDown, no? So you're not gonna do anything with Braun, and you're just gonna be there just kind of doing nothing because they won't know what to do with you, just like how they're doing nothing with Braun Strowman because they don't know what to do uh, with him. And exciting little moment, but yet still very pointless. 
Oh my goodness. And I'm that just... leads us to our next crime, believe it or not. Well, I'm just noticing that uh, John Moxley and Killer Cross actually did fight at an FSW show. Uh, so now I'm going to have to try to find that match. I'm strange feeling somebody's staying up late tonight to <laughs> look up some John Moxley versus Killer Cross. Yep. All right. So, segment <laughs> Fantasy Bookie number we'll two. And to number two. DA Fabe. All right. DA Fabe says book your retirement guy this year because we've had a couple sequences in a row a couple years in a row where we've had a major retirement um, this is with the reminder that Big Show just had a return this is with the reminder that Cena um, is more in in uh, uh, movies now but is still technically part of the roster and so is Taker book the person you think is going to retire and what his retirement tour will look like oh well i'll go first because i'm gonna get the one that gets the most internet hate i think uh taker needs to retire Oof, uh, okay go on but taker taker should have retired two years ago in my book uh yeah, i would agree he even kind of said it though um on the podcast that that austin. The one with austin that wasn't that great whatever I yeah I, I still didn't finish the goldberg one um but I was so fascinated by the Taker one. I feel like the Goldberg one's not going to be that great. But yeah, the Taker one was just. I do wonder if the Goldberg one is going to talk about his match with Taker that was horrible. I'm sure. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So so I think, like I said, Taker should have retired years ago, two years ago. At least. Um. Uh. In fact, you know, they did the whole. He left his um hat and coat in the ring after uh what match was that? Roman. 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 Yeah. And yes, the uh, fans hated the fact that Roman was the one who beat him and all of this stuff. But really, that should have been his retirement because this last two years. Yeah, but it been. wasn't mania either. Right. So yeah, it was. That yeah. was mania. No, because Undertaker only lost once and that was against Brock Lesnar. Nope, he's lost twice at mania. He's lost twice at mania now. Yeah. Yep. Once the streak was over, it, they just said, OK, screw anymore. it. Yeah. OK. <laughs> But uh, Damn. and so Jay, the the tough thing is is who do I want to saddle with the finally retired uh, the old man Undertaker? You got to pass um, the torch though, right? So think of that too. Yeah, well, and that's why I mean the logical one would be Bray Wyatt the Fiend. Um, yeah, 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 that's true. But but it was just, also the match I, between it was also the match between Brock and Roman, and so. But that's why I'm like, yeah, the fiend. But I just don't know. I, you know, frankly, I don't know if Undertaker could pull off a fiend match. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be tough. Um, and... to be fair, it's gonna be red light. We won't see what's going on, anyways. <laughs> true, true. Um, and right. so you know, I think I think we can have a series of retirements this year and next year. And I think you can have the person who retires next year retire the person. And so I think we have John Cena retire The Undertaker, uh, kind of putting a cap on the end of that long back and forth between them. And then next year, John Cena can be like, I don't have anything left to do and retire. And gets retired by, since since he went that way. Well, gets retired next year by um, 
Um, we'll do Elias. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We, we have a doctor <laughs> of thugonomics retired by the drifter. He'll sing a nice song. Yeah, I actually would be interested in that song. He'd go through with John Cena's entire career. That might be pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's fair. I mean, Undertaker definitely needs to retire. I feel like at this point, though, whatever his last match is going to be is just not gonna be great just because of what's his last match that he's had so far it was he's done something after goldberg no uh he did the junkyard dogs tag match with roman oh that's right yep wow okay that wasn't that memorable at all though yeah some people liked it Mm. so yeah i just feel like i don't know like yeah but i i agree with that taker definitely needs to retire um john cena doing it again i don't know i feel like it needs to be fiend i would very much enjoy they could make it like a casket match or something kind of put that what undertaker was known for or buried a live match would be kind of cool kind of would put his career down in the ground if you will to ultimately cement things in that regard um yeah i I like that uh i i probably would go with the the fiend versus the undertaker to end it all um or you know what i randomly thought of drew mcintyre give drew mcintyre that ultimate push that he and that's what the story is isn't it smarks yeah last i heard it was uh that uh undertaker had specifically chosen uh drew mcintyre to be his opponent for this coming really oh i was but, totally out of the loop on that one i swear to god but that that well, was a few months ago happen yeah oh okay but why did the undertaker mention why exactly he wanted oh no. not to retire him just to have a wrestlemania match with him just to have a wrestlemania match with him. Oh, so so yeah uh, according to cage match Undertaker has wrestled only one match since the Goldberg match, and it was the No Holds Barred Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, and that was back in July, uh, which is when the rumors were that he had chosen Drew McIntyre to be his built-up first thing. So, like I said, it's been months ago, and who knows? Right. I mean, long-term booking and WWE don't really go hand-in-hand. No, this is valid. No, they don't. <laughs> so. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the Lana Lashley storyline is a prime example. Oh, hey. but that's been long-term booked for... I don't I don't think... Maybe it was long. planned for months and months, but the way that they were going about it, I feel like they threw away their original script and just kind of played it off ear because everything just seemed sloppy. Yeah, it does kind of feel like they're just like throwing things together each week now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the the problem is, and uh, DA Fave and I talked about this on on the WBU this week. Um, the the failed wedding on not this this week's RAW, but last week the one before the end of the year uh, was the highest rated uh, segment on RAW of the entire year 2019. Um, it had more viewers than any other segment of the entire year. Horrible is that. And its YouTube page, the YouTube clips of it, have 10 times the views of almost any other clip from Raw that week. (laughs) Um, So uh, Vince McMahon is seeing this 
and in his mind, it's the only thing that's working right. Right. Uh, so I think he is like, well, we need to, we need to keep it going. Let's stretch it out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so, that's valid. Let's have a lesbian get involved. And let's make her alive, Morgan. Yeah, and then uh, we're gonna have a. Uh, we're gonna have tag matches. And we're gonna have a lesbian on a pole match uh, for WrestleMania, because Vince <laughs> Russo's not, not there. So what do you what do you got, Mr. LeBlanc? What's your what's your retirement? Um, so I guess I'll go in terms of the retirement, because I don't think I technically pick mine. I was just kind of piggybacking off what your idea. Oh no, I, I did say mine actually. Drew McIntyre and the Undertaker uh, to officially retire Taker because there's nothing left for the guy to do, even on the podcast. He just simply mentioned, like, I'm hurting. I'm really feeling it. Like, Oh, he feels it every know, match, I, he said. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, that after that concussion with um, the Brock Lesnar match, honestly, when he lost, that's when he should Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. He should have just, okay, streak is over, career is over, done. But, you know, um, of course, then Crown Jewel happened, and Mitch is like, you got to come. You got to. You got to make more money here. Uh, you're going to get a big paycheck. So Taker said, sure, why not? Okay. It's only every so often. But just hang it up, bud. There's no point. Do what Austin did. Austin just stopped after a while. Shawn Michaels, I think, is the only wrestler that literally retired. Uh, aside from that crown jewel match, I guess, that happened recently. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah. Well, Kurt's retired. Yeah. Kurt, uh, no. Retired. Yeah, Kurt technically for now. I mean, it's still early though. Usually they come out of retirement after three, four years. So we shall see. So, so on that note, look for uh, Jushin Thunder Liger to come back to wrestling at age sixty. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, still doing high flyer moves. It's still better than probably ninety percent of the wrestlers out there. Yeah. Yeah. True. Amazing stuff at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. All right, so so both of you are retiring the taker. Is that is that what I heard? That is what you heard. All right, well, I'm also retiring taker, but I'm retiring him in a double retirement match. Um, and I have prayed for this and prayed for this and prayed for this since he finally joined WWE. Um, I think Sting needs a fair send-off, and I think taker needs a fair send-off and i want a no contest at wrestlemania for both of them um i would love to see it be and and smarks you've heard me say this a dozen times um probably more than a dozen i'd love to see a casket match that both of them quote unquote fall exhausted into the casket at the same time and that's their retirement um, allowing the two icons to be done and are you laughing justin well i was actually sniffling Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that as a bonus to this thing, we could then uh, watch the news reports for the next three days of wrestling fans rioting outside the arena. No, that would be They're, wonderful. They are going to be so mad. It's going to be such a bad match. I don't. I think if you do big, big spots, two or three big spots in a five-minute match. Two big spots. Oh, Listen, you got the Scorpion Death Drop. You do, you do a last ride, a Scorpion. Well, okay, Sting can't take a last ride. You do a choke well, I mean, slam. To be fair, it will be his last ride if he does take one, because okay. the guy's back is finished. Just... You do, 
finish. You do the very, very, very safe. Not a choke slam, not a last ride. You get one old school, you get one tombstone, you get one uh, scorpion death drop, you get one uh, scorpion death lock, you get one uh, triangle choke or hell's gate or whatever it's called, and then somehow you get a we both hit each other at the same time and they fall into the casket. That's the end of it. Like, along with some, some side spots that don't actually matter. I'm just saying you have way more faith in wrestling fans than I do. Uh, <laughs> that that there would be riots after that match. Uh, no contest, casket match, or, or a double elimination casket match, or whatever you want to call it. They had a referee stoppage hell in a cell. I'm yes, okay and, and people nearly rioted after that. I don't think we get a second shot at this. And yeah, Seth Rollins kind of turned heel because of it, because he realized, well, the fans aren't going to come back to me, so let's turn me heel and let's work <laughs> off the fans' heat. Um, but, I mean, I, I could... Uh, understand it and I do like the no disqualification or the double end finish where they're both in the casket I like the idea they just have to really do it properly though and it has to be a long match for that and that's why it has to be a good match yeah so that like people it, can the long remember. match aspect is the hard part yeah because I don't think either of them can put on a, a 15 minute banger. I think I think I think five to eight's the max either of them is getting. Yeah, and I mean you've had shorter matches be decent, but I mean it's just things can like Undertaker could still kind of go. The guy's hurting, but it's your last yeah. match. You're just gonna go all out. Just you know get the guy to prepare for like a year and a half and get it in his best condition and make sure he takes everything he needs. But I just Sting, Sting's well-being is just ultimately that's yeah, causing it, it to stop. From what I understand, he is cleared to if he wants to do a retirement match, he can. I don't think Sting's wanting to do one. I think he's okay with the Seth match being his last match. The, uh, but I think the, he's also okay with not having a last match. Yeah, the, the last I saw from him, he said he could get cleared if he wanted to, but he has not been cleared. Okay, that, is that what it was? Yeah, and that's so that's that's him saying that his doctors say that I'm fine to wrestle, but the WWE doctors have still not said you're fine to wrestle. And we have seen that they tend to be a little bit more. Cautious. I just think that that is the only reason to bring either of those two back into a squirt circle just to have those two battle it out one last time. Yeah, no, see, I like Sting too much to. Subjective. Honestly, the closest we're going to get to a retirement match for the Taker, though, I would say would be the Fiend versus Taker. Because everyone would still go crazy over that match. Everyone would love the passing of the uh, torch towards the monster character going to officially Bray Wyatt. Because the Undertaker would get defeated by Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt would be the ultimate uh, monster, ultimate dead man, ultimate you know, fiend. So that I think would work really well. All right. And it's so, the one that's plausible. So all three of us chose Taker in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Taker, intent, just give me the character. You don't have to tell me how it goes out. If it wasn't the Taker, what is it? Justin, who is it? If it's not Taker, uh, honestly, is I it think Glenn Jacobs? John... Is it John no, Cena? It's, it's it... John Cena. Cena? It's okay. it's John Cena. Glenn Jacobs, uh, I don't think anyone would care for that kind of match. I don't, I don't think anyone would for care Kane for a Kane match. Out. 
Yeah, yeah. like well, and and the simple fact is, like I think Kane Kane needs to retire too. Um, in reality, if you really wanted to do uh, a double uh, elimination casket match, um, Kane retirement match, Kane Undertaker was the better way to go. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, um, the, the the as a Sting fan, I if I couldn't see Sting versus Undertaker circa early 2000s um, or late 90s, I don't want to see him anymore. You know what I mean? Well, Sting versus Taker happened. Sting's 1-0 already. It yeah. was the Taker character. Sting versus but, mean Mac, Mark Callis. Yes. So, I mean, it would just mean that, that Sting is 1-0-1. You can't be upset. But, <laughs> but so, that, that's my thing is I just, I don't I don't want to see that match if it's not them in their prime. And neither of them are in their prime anymore. Uh, but Taker versus uh, Kane, one last time, this one ends it, um, and then have it end in a double elimination or a, a no no DQ or whatever you want to call it. Um, Fake casket lights on fire or something, and yeah, they're yeah. gone. Good. They're yeah, gone. I'm okay with that. You know that that at least I think that. W- I think that'd be less likely to get riots from the crowd because they'd yeah. at least appreciate that it was these two legends who are tied by storyline throughout their entire careers ending mm-hmm. together. Yeah. I would like to see Dr. Isaac Yankum versus Kane <laughs> for Glenn Jacobs' retirement match. No, it'd have to be Dr. Isaac Yankum versus Fake Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Triple threat match. Fake Diesel, Kane, Dr. Isaac Yankum. It could happen, but there has to be, uh, can't be in an arena, and it would have to be on the WWE Network, where you only could watch it Anim- there. Animated. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of green screens well, are happening for that you one. You could have Kevin Nash be fake, fake Diesel. <laughs> you could have Britt Baker come in and be Dr. Isaac Yankum. Oh, at... <laughs> Wait, she's the dentist? What? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you could have Glenn Jacobs be Kane. Because that's what he's really known for. True that. Oh no, you could have Luke Gallows be fake Kane. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs doesn't even have to be in his own retirement match. No, nope. he's too busy uh, being the mayor. Oh of, my uh, god, Fort they Knox. could do that. They could literally give make him retire as Doctor Isaac Yankum and have him go up against characters he supposedly was at some point because there's been fake versions or real. He was a fake version of a character and. Somebody's been a fake version of him. Oh, oh, please, no. Vince, no, don't stop. listen to this. Yeah, don't, don't. listen to this, Vince. Oh, yeah, I don't know. God. I might, I might edit that whole thing out of this because that's too <laughs> dangerous to exist. Yeah, oh, oh, you oh. know what? That uh, officer, uh, officer kayfabe is really uh, onto something. There, guys, let's, let's make it happen. Oh, we we put Baker on TV twice before. We can make this happen. So we could also have Taker retired by fake Taker. Is he still alive? No. Was that Crush? Still, uh, I don't think it was Crush. Actually, no. Uh, oh, I don't remember. It didn't. Smarks, quit looking it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> exactly looking it up. Um, so no, that's that. I mean, honestly, Cena. I guess Cena. Cena, Cena. just okay. at this point retire. Um, there's nothing else the guy could do. He's made so much money for the WWE. Uh, you know, just yeah. We well, can't I have him come back and have any title run because then he'll he'll break Rick's record. I mean, tying Rick, Rick's record is different than breaking. Um, 
Oh, I feel like they might do that, though. Ugh, please no. I mean, in that era, though, who would you consider to be the Ric Flair of that era from 2000, what, four to 2020 or 20? Post Attitude Era, the PG Era, it's it's Cena. It's Cena. It's so, 100% Cena. I mean, no one would kind of hate on that either. Ugh, but he wasn't a heel. I mean, no. fans hated him, but he still wasn't a heel. True. That's it's true, huh? He's never well aside from the thugonomics, but that was kind of over. Even then, yeah. remember his his big rivalry there was losing to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, like yeah. prototype era. Okay, he was a heel against in the ruthless aggression era. He was a uh, um, against uh, Kurt Angle, so he was. But Angle played a heel at that point. Right. So he was never I, a heel technically. He's been he's been a prick. But never a heel, <laughs> right? Like I hate, I um, hate saying it that way. But his his character was a prick a couple times, but it wasn't a heel. And that's fine though. I'm sure there's many wrestlers out there who went throughout their entire career just being a face. When was Shawn Michaels ever a heel? Oh, Brutus the uh, Brutus the Barber Keep Beefcake Barbershop. He threw Marty Jannetty yeah. through a window. Okay, he fine. His partner uh, Marty Jannetty. Right. Okay. Outside. Which fair enough. In yeah, fairness, if you follow any. In fairness, if you follow any of Marty Jannetty in real life, uh, we know who the real heat was out oh, of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Survivor Series 1994. Super kicks uh, Kevin Nash because Kevin Nash took the light. Oh, I'm sorry. Super kicks Diesel because he took the limelight away from him. Survivor Series 1997. Screwjob. Like... Eh, but he wasn't really a heel for that. He was a heel in real life for that. But... DX wasn't really a heel thing because that's when DX happened, right? So that was more fan favorite. That wasn't necessarily a bad thing. If anything, that screw job helped Shawn Michaels and it also helped Vince McMahon. I think the screw job is the best thing that could have happened to Shawn Michaels. Uh, Maybe the best thing that happened to Stone Cold, believe it or not. Oh, right? Yeah. No, the best thing that ever happened to Stone Cold was was the curtain call. Best thing that ever happened to Shawn Michaels was getting rid of Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Dang, Skippy. No more Uh, new rockers. So, guys, it's my turn, I would imagine. Yes. And it's the beginning of the year. And essentially, we had a retirement match. And then what was... Dream match. And then you had dream match. So, what about to go on to this year, what would be your ultimate feud to take you through this year? What is the wrestling feud that you want to see? And this could be an AEW wrestler coming back to WWE. This could be wherever. Whatever federation you want to pick from WWE, AEW, we're just going to stick with those because those are the ones we all generally watch. Um, what feud would you want to see? You want this first, Take. Marks? Yeah, Take. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and go first because um, it's gonna seem like a cop out, oh, but Jesus. we're already getting. But that you want to see that you, this is what you want to see, not what's going to happen. I don't care. We are already getting what I want, uh, and okay. that's Cody versus MJF. Ah. Uh, that is the feud. Now, I kind of thought they would continue the build a little bit longer and that the turn would take place at, like, this upcoming paper revolution and then it would build throughout the year leading up to their pay-per-view, like, double oh, or nothing yeah. later in the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think that's the feud that that I think it's going to last most of the year. I don't think it's going to be a one and done sort of a thing. Yeah, I was just saying, I think there's more build to this. Yeah, there's there's more more to it. Uh, MJF's going to put a bunch of uh, things in his way, roadblocks in his way, mm-hmm. before he can get his revenge. But that's you know. Of, of all the feuds, that's the feud that I'm most excited for and the one that I am uh, was looking forward to the most. Now, I mean, there are other things I'm excited for. I'm excited to see wherever Marty Skrull ends up. Please let it be AEW. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm excited to see him wherever he um, And I'm excited to see Killer Cross wherever he ends up. But neither of those people do I have a feud in mind for, mm. you know? Those are people that I think can plug in in many ways. Like, like I said, Killer Cross versus uh, John Moxley would be phenomenal. Killer Cross versus Kevin Owens would be phenomenal. Killer Cross versus almost anyone could be a ton of fun. Um, and and the same with Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull is a ton of fun to watch. And if you haven't watched any of his matches, um, he he's he's a ton of fun. And so look him up, watch him. He's going to appear. Uh, in one of the majors soon, um, and I, I'm would be willing to put money on AEW, but it's hard to rule out uh, WWE, WWE money. Money. Um, it's hard to rule out uh, him going back to Ring of Honor. That they could, you know, pull out the pocketbook and promise him the title. You know, Jay Lethal's probably- not still the champion in ROH, is he? Uh, who? It's been a while. Jay Lethal. Uh, no. no, it's, oh, it's okay. I haven't seen ROH in a while since then. Since um, then, okay. <laughs> yeah. For for a while, it was. Um, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Wasn't there a guy named Kenny something that was in in ROH? Kenny. Uh, Kenny King was one of them. That's who I was thinking of. Kenny King. I'm, anytime I say Kenny, I immediately think of Omega, and I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no brain, not so, that Kenny. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, looking at it as well. Because uh, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Oh, right. PCO's. I allow the right. Oh, yeah. PCO PC. just won it just a bit yeah. ago. That's right. Um, and then it was Rush, Matt Tavern, and then Jay Lethal was there for like the longest time. He's had it since, wow, from June till April. Uh, June 2018 till April 2019, Jay Lethal has had it. And that's the last time I paid attention to Ring of Honor. So it's been a while. It's been a well, while. Well, and that's the deal. Is, is there was a whole thing when Matt Taven won it that that's when uh, they had a chance to put the belt on Marty Skrull, and they chose to put it on Matt Taven. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and that was actually he won it in a three-way ladder match between Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, and Marty Skrull. And they chose uh, to put it on Matt Taven, reportedly, because Matt Taven was willing to sign a contract and Marty Skrull was not. Right. And that that's why, uh, you know, it's pretty certain that Marty Skrull uh, is going to leave. But at the same point, if they were to come to him and say, hey, we're going to give you the title, you're going to take it off PCO, you know, and you're going to have a year-long reign or whatever, you know, he might be willing to go back to it. I don't think so, but there's a chance. Um, I also would love to see Dalton Castle a uh, Ring of Honor and come to AEW, but that's beside the point. Mm. It is kind of funny. You, you look at uh, the Ring of Honor champions, and, you know, you got PCO, Roosh, Matt Taven, Jay Lethal, Dalton Castle, but then there's Cody, Christopher Daniels, Adam Cole, Kyle Bay, Bay. Adam Cole, 
Baby. Uh, and so it's like the the number of Ring of Honor champions who have gone on to uh, the other big names, you know, uh, are really kind of fun. Uh, you even go back um, and, oh, look, there's Roderick Strong back there a bit and Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. Uh, right. And, oh, look, there's Nigel McGuinness, a.k.a. the uh, annoying Nigel McGuinness on NXT. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still Nigel. Yep, it's <laughs> still Nigel. And, oh, there's Brian Danielson. Anyways. What happened with Lokis? Lokis still wrestling? Uh, last I heard he was. Um, he was in MLW um, and uh, doing some indies all over the place. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, MLW. He still might be technically connected to Impact, but I don't know if he's actively wrestling in Impact. Right, yeah, because I know he was on Impact for a bit. And then MLW. But, yeah, I guess he's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. It's a yeah. shame he didn't try to go to AEW or something. He was a phenomenal. I remember watching him on Impact. I really enjoyed him. Yeah. But so, so yeah, that's, that's yeah, like I say, it's a cop-out, maybe. You can argue. Um, but my dream feud for the year um, is one that's already happening. Oh, snap. And I'm super excited. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that is fair. So on to you, Fabe. Ooh, my dream feud... No limitations, don't have to stay in the same brand or anything like that. Or well, I mean, whatever, he cancels his contract, he goes to that brand, whatever you want. What would be your feud for the year? Oh, gosh. I should have been thinking about this while I was listening to Smarks, but, I, you know, I wasn't. Because mm. I was listening to him talk about Marty Skrull, who we love. Um, God, I even had one earlier and I can't remember what it was. I would... I. I don't know. Like, if it's if it's AEW, um, I I kind of agree with Smarks. Um, however, if it's if if I'm if I'm starting to include things like the women's division, I would say Nyla Rose versus the entire women's division. Um, I I have loved watching her just dominate that division in a vicious, yeah, she lost, but who cares sort of way. Um, but I felt that way from the start. Like I expected Nyla Rose to actually win the inaugural women's championship. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I would love to just that that's a feud. Like I know that, that, that somebody running roughshod over their division, you know, it kind of sounds a little bit like Seth Rollins running rough, Rollins running roughshod over, over raw, but he's doing it with another person like Nyla just running roughshod over the women's division including awesome kong i think would be absolute gold and not getting and and they've already set the stage for her to not get a title shot because she can't control her temper but running roughshod non-stop would be freaking gold and it gives you a chance to repackage Britt baker and it gives you a chance to repackage some of the other women in that division that badly need need repackaged I would say that's the route I would go for a year-long feud to repackage probably the weakest division in all of domestic North American <laughs> uh, non-Mexico pro wrestling. Yeah, that's that's uh. So you're choosing the weakest division in all of pro wrestling to have start your dream feud for 2020. Yeah, I want to watch her run roughshod over everybody all year long. Smarks, is this not kind of the mentality I have with this? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. 
I mean, I just, I just have to say, she can run roughshod over whoever she wants as long as it's not Hikaru Shida and Chris Atliner. Those people are off limits for the roughshod. Let her run roughshod over him. She didn't have to beat him in a match. Nope, nope. She just has to annihilate him from behind or no, whatever. No, no, no. Speaking no, of which, I also no. want <laughs> Smarks is really well behaved. I uh, am less so. Uh, you got to have a, a bad seat as part of the group at some point. It's 2020, guys. We got to yeah. just, we got to, we, you got to be you. If we can't be fake no more, being fake was so 2019. We got to, <laughs> you, you say know, to the two gotta, people using fake names. Yep. Yeah. yeah to the people. And, I, and I'm here to witness all of this go down. And that's why I'm letting you know, we got to, we got to be real for 2019. Ah, 2020. Excuse me. Yeah. Yep. Oh. You're so real. You're in a different year. Yeah. St- straight up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, so I know I put this question out there, but I'm did you supposed... you said AEW, right? No, I said any that federation. Was... They could be any. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, your cop out answer there with the whole shut up. It was just... a good cop out. It really was. Know. That's so much I work. I don't really see anything in WWE. WWE, I feel like, can be a a, a whole year long storyline. Um, if it does, it's, well, it doesn't have to be a whole uh, year long. It just has to take you through a good chunk of the year for it to be your monumental feud. Uh, essentially, last year for WWE, roughly was a good chunk of the year was uh, Brock Lesnar and see, who? Who would you have said? You're saying Brock and Les, Brock and Seth, but I yes. would have said Miz and uh, Shane were the was the long feud of the year. Well, I would have also said maybe Miz, uh, no, uh, KO and Shane too, because that went through. Uh, yeah, that went equally long. Yeah. One is equally long. Shane has had uh, quite a. Wow. It's it's bad when you've had the 2019. Of 2019 where Shane McMahon is in both of them. That's. Uh, <laughs> that's that's how they're writing storylines. That being said, um, we say all this, but. Honestly, wouldn't you rather have Shane McMahon than the Bobby Lashley Lana? Yes. 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 I mean, to be fair, I'd rather see anything aside from that. So I'd rather see Hornswoggle in a long feud with, um, I forget his name. Um, Hornswoggle against, what's his face? AEW. He's with... uh, the dinosaur and uh, Marco um, Stunt. Jungleboy. Marco Stunt. I'd rather see them in a long I would love that. go against I would each love other. And I'm not trying too. to be joking by that either. I'm just picking because they're both uh, of equal height. Because Marco going against a tall guy and so on, it's just, you know, it's you can't do it. So picking someone, Horns, because Hornswog was kind of decent in the ring. Mark's obviously phenomenal, but I don't know of anyone uh-huh. as short. But I'm just saying, the basically all to put that to, the obviously the line of trash, and I still can't believe they're just going to get on and on and on and now at the tag match next week and where is this going? This is silly. Oh, what a horrible 2020 start off for Raw. <laughs> All right, I will give you a legit one. I want to see I want to see John Morrison versus Kofi. Okay. That definitely like, hopefully have some good match. Like both men could definitely You can go. set that up at Royal Rumble. Yep. They're on the same brand. You can run it all. You can run it for the next whatever mania to to get a title shot by by Summer by SummerSlam. Yeah. 
actually yeah, yeah. the title off the Fiend at WrestleMania. It's going to start off when Kofi one-ups uh, John Morrison's uh, amazing uh, disqualification evasion, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and then Kofi does something amazing, and then John, Mox, or John Morrison does something amazing, and then Kofi does another amazing thing, and then they both get eliminated, and then they fight for the rest of the year. I'd be down for that. That would at least be inter- entertaining. Um, I'm really just yeah. excited. I don't know why they brought John Morrison like that, though, just to kind of be like, oh, hey, come out of Mrs. Locker. Like, he's not talking right now. I think they should have just waited to rumble and brought him out then. Agreed. God, we're three for three on that. Yeah, sure. We talked about it on WBU. Oh, okay. Should have should have waited until Royal Rumble. It would have been way better. Way better. People would have been shocked. I mean, for those that would have still remembered him, uh, because I feel like a lot of the fan base is even younger now, and he hasn't been in WWE for like what I want to say five six years. Oh, I think it's it's CM Punk amount of time. Yeah, I think Uh, it's twelve earlier. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I think it's at least seven years. Damn. So. So I mean, and I think that's what maybe they were scared of too, because people haven't seen him in a very long time. So maybe he wouldn't have got a huge, huge pop in at the Royal Rumble when he came out. Um, but then again, I mean, I'm so I was shocked kind of when uh, I saw the fans kind of react to it, like, oh my god. Obviously, um, the is that Chuck? It wasn't Chuck. It's the SmackDown announcer. She's like, oh, my God, John Morrison. Like, of course. But, yeah, just a stupid way to just bring him in. Obviously, I like the fact that they he did team up with uh, The Miz. I thought that's going to be pretty cool because they both are uh, just uh, cocky individuals, and that would work together. Uh, which leads me to my actual feud of the year. I think it's going to be... Miz's year in terms of doing a long feud. He's had one with Shane last year, and I think it's going to be Miz Morrison kind of deal. These two guys are going to bump heads at one point. It's going to be too much. I feel like maybe Morrison's going to throw the Miz out. It's going to be a whole, oh, my mistake, my mistake, I didn't mean to, blah, 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 and then, bam. That's that's what's going to build your feud. It's going to go on to WrestleMania, and then they're on after. Don't know what kind of storyline they will do. He just came through, but I think Miz and Morrison would be phenomenal wrestling i don't know how great uh morrison is on the mic anymore i guess you would know more mr smarks from seeing him on impact he's good he's good miz worthy maybe not quite miz worthy the the tough thing for me is so much of his last run in impact was tied with his wife uh taya valkyrie who's still in impact so it's a little tough for me because like so much of like his feuds and his mic work and all that stuff was playing off her so i'm a little interested to see how he does back on his own again you know what i mean okay fair enough yeah i'm gonna have to definitely check out his uh his impact stuff because um i mean granted you don't really even need to be that great miz could definitely carry you uh, for sure. He's just absolutely phenomenal with that. Um, but I'd like them to... I like Because Miz can do it. Miz does definitely deserves... He hasn't done any... He didn't do much last year, the Miz, I feel. There wasn't much that he did uh, in terms of... Well, I guess aside from the Shane McMahon thing, that's the only thing I could recall him doing last year that was any kind of... Anything that was kind of special aside from him announcing that he had another baby and so on and so forth. So I think... 
use someone like the Miz. The Miz, I think, is there for like another two, three years. So use someone like the Miz to definitely carry out your company because he can certainly do it. He's certainly still got it in the ring. And this would definitely put John Morrison back up to uh, a level where he will get that push quicker because he is facing the Miz. Unfortunately, it's going to start him off at the IC title mid-card range, but I mean, I don't see him getting a world title anytime soon. He is more jacked, though, from, again, from when I last saw him, like, in seven years ago, I guess, but it's all the parkour. I don't even get that reference. He does a lot of parkour. Uh, You know, the whole, like, free-running, jumping from building to building. Oh, yes, duly noted. Sorry, sorry. My bad. He does Um, a whole lot of it. He does. No, no, no. And I know that for sure. But I'm saying, and that's why he's always going to be kind of mid-card. You know what I mean? He's always going to be facing the Kofis, the Mizzes. He's never going to be a world title status. Um, again, we're just as based off him, not us not even seeing what he's doing anymore. But he's definitely more parkour. And that's ultimately the reason why he's going to be with the Mizzes, the Kofis, um, and around that mid-card division. I could see him doing great things if ever for some reason, you know, he faces Leo Rush or if he faces um, uh, the superhero. Jesus, why am I forgetting names today? Um, not Leo Rush. Uh, well, Leo Rush, NXT, but also um, superhero Ricochet. I, I could see him doing great things with Ricochet, Umberto, Andrade. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't put him on Raw because he could have a lot of fun- buddy murphy um you know he can have a lot of phenomenal matches morrison if they allow him you know if they don't put a stronghold on what he can do in the ring um because i do remember morrison back in the day the only thing that i feel was lacking was his character it wasn't really over it was decent but it wasn't over and i'm talking from the wwe days it was just got stale very quickly but i feel that the creative wasn't doing much for him either okay good enough enough. yeah so yeah so morrison uh yeah so that's it morrison versus the miz gets the feud they're together but something's gonna happen and uh, I'd be excited for that if, if they allow them to do what they want to do. Don't know how Morrison is on the mic, but Miz can carry that. And that's my feud of 2020 because the AEW one, I'm, I'm definitely going to see already. MJF and uh, Bodie Rose, which is looking to be so far so good. So I just can't wait for that. Are they supposed to fight at Revolution, by the way? Um, they We don't know yet. Uh, okay. MJF put a bunch of stipulations in front of Cody. Right. And yet uh, to accept all of them. Yeah. So well, that's kind of where we stand. Yeah. I that's feel like they might whipping. just drag it on. Like, is that is that supposed to occur right before the match? The whipping? I get to whip you 10 times? Yeah. I don't know. They really didn't put a timetable on it. I could see, like, once again, I could see uh, MJF uh, spreading it out over the course of. I I could see him being a total chicken shit heel and being like, I didn't say all 10 whippings had to be the same night. I'm going to whip you once a week for the next 10 weeks, you know, Mm. or whatever, you know, and and just just spread it out where where Cody can't get his hands on him until after all of these things are done. And it's, you know, double or nothing before he can finally have this match. 
yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's, it's, I guess it's an interesting way about it. It's just I feel they don't wait too long either, or else we're just going to be kind of like over it. Like they have to still make it intriguing, you yeah. know, for us to watch. Because uh, when that was mentioned, MJF knows how to talk, but when that was all mentioned, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Because at this point, I'd just be like, well, no. Like you either fight me or you don't. Like, and that's it, you know? So they better not have it linger for too long either, or else we're just going to get tired. Um, uh, start to say, but yeah, we're just going to get tired and then eventually say, okay, well, either do it or don't. And then I feel like by that time, they're just going to realize, hey, we have to put this match together and we'll just kind of be fed up just because they've let it linger for so long. But AEW is not known to do that so far. So hopefully this is not their year where they linger stuff around and pull a WWE on us and uh, give us the match we want. Yep. You give me what I want. Give me what I want. <laughs> give me what I want. Put the Batista clip here. Insert give me here. What I want. Give me what I want. You know I what want. I want. Yeah. You know what I want. Give me what I want. Nullify. Vilify or DFI. Well, on that note, I think we will move on to Nullify, Vilify, or DFI. Once again, this is our absolutely shameless copy of Fire Push Berry. Uh, We just, you know, control C, control V, then change the name. Um, Rules are simple. I'm going to challenge each of you to, uh, well, I'll challenge one of you, and then you'll challenge the other, and then the other person will challenge me. Anyways, nullify someone out of wrestling entirely, vilify one person to the bottom of the card, and then deify one person just like Killer Cross whenever he signs with whatever promotion he's going to sign with. Good. So, uh, DA Fabe, your choices are uh, all... Uh, people who've had their better time outside of WWE, but are now in WWE. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Robert Roode. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get it, but when I watch Bobby Lashley now, I have difficulty understanding how he was the premium, like, like, and I saw him be the premium character on Impact. And it's so bad that I'm like, that's is that the same Bobby Lashley? That's a different Bobby Lashley, isn't it? So I think I'm go- I think I'm gonna nullify Bobby Lashley just out of wrestling. Just oh, needs to be over with. Um, Wait, so was he not good in Impact? He was, he was he was really good in Impact. He was actually even good on the mic in Impact. Wow, like okay. it was weird. It, it's weird because you watch him now in WWE and you're just like, this is. This is the Dominator. Like, this is... I mean, I watch him now in WWE, and I'm like, this is the same guy who fought Umaga for whether or not Trump or or uh, Vince's hair was head was going to get shaved. Like, oh, wow. I totally forgot about that match. <laughs> this is... Yeah. This was the guy who, who had the, the ECW championship. Um, yeah, I mean, he was good. He was legitimately good to watch and it just I have yet to see a feud with him since he's been he's been back where I was like <clears throat> I'm really glad you're here because I'm not like like I'm sad for him that he's there and and I think that at least a reasonable part of that is WWE's fault but at least the reasonable part of it has to be his fault um I am going to I think 
Shinsuke can overcome being vilified to the bottom of the card. Um, so I, I'm going to allow him to be vilified to the bottom of the card. And damn it, Bobby Roode is so freaking good on the mic. So good on the mic. And I know this from his impact days. Um, Even in NXT. Uh, yeah. He's just so good on the mic. And his and his ring work is sound. It's not... No, by no means am I... What I wouldn't even put him above above either of the other two that we just talked about. But oh, his oh, ring wow. work is, is sound enough. Um, I love... And, and his mic work is exceptional. I'd love to see him get pushed to the top of the card. Love to see him have a decent feud. Um, he was so much I, better in NXT, though. That was the problem. Once he went to yeah. Raw, the first month he was decent. He was good. And Smarks, then, you wanna you wanna take this? Why what happened to to Bobby Roode and why it's not why it's not good now? Oh well, I mean a lot of things happened, but but we talked before. He had a a entrance theme that uh, was way too much face for his heel character. So he was coming out trying to be a bad guy, uh, but his entrance theme was, um, I won't give in, I won't give in till I'm victorious. Right. Which is 100% Overcomers. Yeah. yeah, that's an overcomer. That's a that's a underdog, but I'm gonna keep trying. Thing. On top of it, it was so well easy to sing along to. Right. Um, and anytime you've got an entrance theme that the crowd can sing along, uh, you're going to be a crowd favorite. You're going to be a face. Um, it's why when they turned Shinsuke heel, they changed his entrance theme to uh, something that was a lot harder for Americans to sing along with because they gave it uh, Japanese lyrics. Um, so uh, you don't even really hear oh. No, not anymore. They changed it up and everything. So. The fans, the fans really don't do that as much as they used to. So. Well, they can't, not with that song, but just to mess with them, they should still do it. Because at the end of the day, we know what song you had before. And at, honestly, because they need to do something with Shinsuke, you want to vilify Shinsuke, put him at the bottom of the card. He's already there. I'm sorry to say. What he's True. doing and, now. And he can overcome it. Oh, he for sure he can. But um, I just don't know what the heck is going. He's still technically, he's obviously still with um, Sami Zayn. Um, but then Sami yeah, Zayn keeps switching brands, and that was just stupid. Sami Zayn cannot wrestle now. Is that is that what's happening? He's injured or something, and he's he still not in. Oh, he took a, okay, yeah, but he didn't actually have a full-on match. No. Yeah, he was injured, I think, but I think it was just a minor injury. I think really they just uh, didn't have like a plan for him as a character so much, but they said he's such a good talker that we need to keep him on screen. So, but Sammy actually can speak well enough to be a face, and they are short faces right now. So, kind of okay if you make him into a face here, guys. I think anyway. they should have started something with him between him and KO again when he initially came out to defend. Yes, uh, I agree. And I was just like, oh my God, just do it. Just have that feud of the best friends from NXT from like five years ago. Have that again. Do it. Like, have this come for Mania. Like, I want you to... Because, oh, they, they work so well together. And nothing would please me more, and this is me being biased because I'm also from Montreal, to see these two guys actually <laughs> wrestle each other. 
at WrestleMania. And that, because I know that would be their ultimate, you know, to have from seeing these guys in indie, in the indie scene here in Montreal to them ultimately headline, not headlining, but, uh, you know, doing a match at WrestleMania together would just be phenomenal. Oh, ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's what I'm doing. And if you don't like that, Justin, tough deal with it. You got a different one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very valid. So very valid. Yours <laughs> is we had three returns this week. You get Morrison, Seamus, and Big Show. Go. No, oh, Jesus. Um, okay, so we're <laughs> nullifying. Yeah, I know we're, where that one's going. We're a big show. Yes, it's yeah. going towards yeah. a big show. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't know what you're gonna do with the guy aside putting him up against uh, Braun Strowman whenever he randomly goes to SmackDown or something. Um, so yeah. pointless. It's the big slow. God, wasn't it? Wasn't it horrible so, watching him be pretend to be agile? Yeah, I, well, I mean, the guy was uh, excited too, man. He hasn't been in the ring in a while, so he obviously was very excited. The fans were like, big show. Obviously, they were excited. Yeah, I was pumped. So, it, it, just watching him try and chase Seth was like, Seth is waiting for you. Get over there. Hurry up. <laughs> Get over here. And, and <laughs> this is very mean, Officer Smarks, because I don't want to... Uh, I don't don't want to bury anybody because Seamus and Morrison just came back and I think they really both should um, be theoretically they buried both of them with their crap returns I honestly didn't even see Seamus's return this was obviously on Smackdown yeah exactly so um, Shorty G's getting his butt throttled by by the revival, the revival rolls out of the ring afraid of of Sheamus, because you know that's what best tight teams in the world do. They roll out of the ring and run away when a when a guy returns, and then he <laughs> so he's sort of a face, and he turns around and brogues Shorty G. I, I was happy that I didn't see the Mohawk anymore though. Indeed, I was tired right? of the Mohawk. I was tired of the Mohawk. So, Good story, ah, right? but honestly, yeah. Stupid way to bring Sheamus in. Again, this is something I feel like... Like, what is happening with Live Morgan? They were doing promos. Then, let's bring her into the Lana thing. And then, bam, you just ruined that. Same thing with Morrison. Everyone knew he was signed. You just bring him to come out uh, of Miz's locker room. Sheamus. Oh, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. The SmackDown... For, by the way, all that was heel, right? All of his promos were heel so it would have made sense for him to just humble shorty g um so that made sense but it's stupid like so you're gonna do a thing with sheamus and shorty g you're not uh for and god forbid this better not be for a mania this better be for like elimination oh yeah i don't want to see this at mania at all um i i would even be more excited if he did something with cesaro them them feud against each other they had a that best of seven matches although it got tiresome were actually really good so i would really down for cesaro maybe next week or unless he's on where is he now cesaro i don't know um i honestly don't know <laughs> so uh I think he's hopefully, on SmackDown. hopefully he's, yeah, he's on, on smackdown and what? or just bring back the bar i'm okay with no. that no, no, no. Don't bring back the bar. You know why? Because you need to push these guys as single competitors, though. Although, it, no, it hasn't been working at all for Cesaro. Cesaro 
is a decent he could talk on the mic i don't know they just need to give him a better like because then that's all you're going to be known as you're just going to be known as the bar and then yes you do kind of need tag teams but they have the viking raiders they have the heavy image like build up those tag teams do something with them okay. it's just you like sheamus can be phenomenal in the ring when given a good com- opponent like Cesaro. I remember certain matches with Triple H where Sheamus was actually pretty decent as well. Um, but him so and which Shorty one are you doing? <laughs> well, I, I feel like you're buying time. I'm buying time because I feel he's just hoping if he talks long enough, we'll forget the challenge and that's then he'll it. just that's get it. off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you fired uh, Big Show. Good. Yeah, Great. Yeah. That's, that's all we really need. That's the no. But if I'm gonna have to bury someone, uh, we gotta bury Sheamus. And uh, we're going to move up Morrison to the top of the card. Because uh, Seamus simply has already been there. He's already been at the top. He's been champion. He does need to be champion again. But yeah, that's my go-to. We we get Big Show out of here. We throw Seamus at the bottom of the card. That's where he can go with the bar. Because that will kind of be semi still the bottom of the card anyways since they're doing nothing with the tag team division and Morrison is getting the straight up because he is with an A-lister after all ladies and gentlemen and once they feud like I mentioned he will be at the top 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 and hopefully WWE doesn't mess it up like they do everything else <laughs> alright so what are you giving what are you giving to Smarks so we are going with uh, so Roman Reigns Roman Reigns uh, Do we have to be in the same brand? Nah No? Okay So we're going with Roman Reigns uh, You know you know what? Let's. We haven't talked about women actually So we're actually going to go Little women's division here We're going to go with Becky Lynch Sasha Banks And Charlotte Flair Okay Becky Lynch Sasha Banks Charlotte Flair It's a tough one Time out and- real, real quick Good job burying Bailey before with in the way you asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was just like, I already know Bailey's a berry. She's the champion and no one cares. So I'm like, (laughs) no point. I already know this answer. Not doing it. All right. Go for it, Smarks. Bye. This is one of them that no matter which way I answer it, the uh, some someone on the internet's going to be mad at me. For sure. Um, uh, But I was. uh, of the three, uh, gun to my head, have to have to nullify one of them out of wrestling entirely. Uh, oh Charlotte. God, Charlotte, I punch you. Oh. You're gonna punch me, Charlotte. Uh, uh, I, I, I feel like in in some ways she's done everything that she needs to do in wrestling, whereas both Becky and Sasha, I feel, have more to give. Um, and and a lot of it is just like looking at at uh, evolution of the character and improvement. Mm. And Charlotte basically is plateaued, and she's the same Charlotte this year that she was a year ago and two years ago. You know, um, just just with straighter and whiter teeth now. She's had a lot of dental work. And now engaged. And now engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's had other work too. Yeah, the mole. Before, she had the mole removed. The mole removed. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um. But I just, I, I, you know, when you look at the evolution of the Becky Lynch character over the last two years, um, 
and her character's evolved, but her in-ring style has evolved too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same thing with with uh, Sasha Banks. Um, I feel like both of them still have more to give in wrestling, whereas Charlotte, of the three choices I had, mm-hmm. uh, uh, is the one who kind of is already a finished product and could move on to, you know, um, going to conventions, and taking pictures of, with people while she wears one of her robes, you right. know, for the rest of her life. Um, so, so that's who I would nullify. Vilify and deify are a little tougher. Um, and and my my Becky Lynch bias might come into it, but I think I would vilify Sasha and deify Becky Lynch. Um, but it's really I mean, kind of a toss-up. She's already at the top of the card, though. How are you going <laughs> to... Becky, two belts. Come on. Oh, three belts at this point. She's already done two belts. Well, yeah, we're going to have to give her the tag and the SmackDown. Becky, three belts. Oh, then, then she's going to go down, and she's also going to get the NXT belt. So she'll be Becky, four belts. I and then she'll go beat Riho and be Becky, five belts. I love this idea. <laughs> Again, Vince, if you are listening to us, just disregard this entire concept. Do not pay any attention because I feel like this is still something you would do because you do have a hard on for Becky. And she is a phenomenal wrestler. Um, yeah, Becky, five belts. She could go to Impact and be Becky, six belts. Oh, Jesus. She Dude. knocks off bra. Hey, I mean, hey, she could go to AEW and actually do something to the women's division. They're working on it. They're working on it. Yeah, yeah, they are. But honestly, does anyone else not feel, though, like I'm kind of sick of Becky? No? I'm, I'm Obviously not you, Officer Smarks. You're very I, Well, he, here's the deal. I think Becky, to be perfectly honest, you know, counter to what I was previously saying, Becky can be at the top of the card and not have the belt. Right. In fact, in in many ways, when Becky was actually best in the recent WWE was before she had the belt. Um, and and in a way, uh, uh, DFA and I have talked about this before. The heel champion with the underdog face challenger is a way better dynamic most of the time, and and way more fun to write. Mm. And. And so, you know, having Becky lose the belt to a heel and then have to chase after it and try to win it back, um, I think is is a better storyline than have her walking around with the belt being the face uh, that no one can seem to beat. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so I think that plays into it. I, in reality, I think she loses maybe even to Asuka at Royal Rumble and then uh, goes on a a streak to try to try to Rocky Balboa herself back up to where she needs to be so she can beat Asuka later on in the year. I think I think WrestleMania would be too early to have the payoff to that feud, but I don't know if, if uh, uh, SummerSlam is too late, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it might be a WrestleMania thing. I just feel like, I don't know, because I don't think Charlotte... We'll be getting it anytime soon. But I feel like they need other fresh faces there. Uh, that's why I feel like it might, might be a Sasha Banks situation. I feel like they really have to start doing something with Sasha. Because um, she's phenomenal, obviously, on the mic. She's good. She knows how to wrestle. She's amazing. Uh, they're just not doing anything with her aside from sticking her with Bailey, which clearly... I don't know how you're a champion and no one cares about you. Like I feel like uh, Bailey's the only person that could do this. Yeah. I mean, well, aside I, from Brock Lesnar. 
I think there's going to be a uh, Sasha Bailey split leading to yeah. uh, Sasha going after the belt um, there and potentially winning the belt and then actually successfully defending it once or twice. Uh, Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, because she's never done that with a singles belt. No, she hasn't. Ever. <laughs> Ever. You know what else? Uh, you could really have Sasha basically setting up Bailey to lose to Lacey and then you get some of that interactive title movement that we've talked about so many times, Smarks, that would actually not be a horrible thing. Lacey, Lacey can can hold the title via cheating once. You know, I don't think that hurts the title at all. I don't think she's that she's that bad. Um, so long as she so long as she drops it to Sasha almost immediately after. Oh wow! To be fair though, I still think she'd be a better champion than Bailey. Oh yeah, Lacey would for Kill. for sure more entertaining in terms yeah. of storyline. Like. Bailey doesn't carry storyline right now, and I don't know why. I mean, she killed the Bailey buddies, and that was the end of the storyline. Oh my god! Like, and I was so excited for her to be healed, and then I'm just like, "But what happened to you?" They like, should have just had her bring out a Bailey buddy every week and kill it again. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Quit yeah, putting was, these things out. That would yeah. be. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, if Vince is gonna listen to our Becky Five belts, he might as well listen to that too. Um, yeah, that's so sad. Like, she's even, like, even, she's even worse than when she was face. Like, at least I know some of her face things that she has done. She's even more irrelevant now than when she was face. Yeah, she was in, you could invest in her when she was a face. Yeah, like, oh, man, and it's so weird. It And I was so happy when she turned heel, and I'm like, oh, it's amazing. It's just, I find she has no charisma. She's missing something. Like, she's not I'm confident, so damn it. Over tower jumping. My phone is tower jumping something terrible, and I'm sorry about it, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I think we'll just take that as a sign that it is time to start to wrap this up today. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So on that note, uh, talking about Bailey not being a good heel and um, all of that stuff, we will uh, end this Wait, show. Did you answer, Charlotte? Did you answer? You yes. vilified Becky, or Sasha, right? Okay. Yes, vilifying Sasha and and, and deifying Becky. Okay. But uh, that'll bring us to the end. Um, as always, I said it earlier, but I'd like to repeat: make sure to like this, share this, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear it every time we post a new episode. And um, click that notification button if you want to know when the next episode is coming, so you can be the first to hear it. Indeed. Also. Uh, make sure to go to Apple Podcast. I don't care if you use Apple uh, products, but go on there, create a little iTunes account if you have to, um, and then rate us five stars, um, you know, because that helps us out. And if you're having a hard time with it, just pretend you're Dave Meltzer and we are any one of, like, I don't know, four matches from Wrestle Kingdom 14, you know, just get the five stars there and and go on. Absolutely. Um, also, uh, go to anchor.fm. That place will list all of the uh, podcast directories, directories that we're a part of. Anchor.fm slash raw and order WBU. Um, while there, you can click the support and send us a, a buck or two a month to help us out. 
Um, you can always find more about Justin's podcast, Real Talk Radio, at realtalkradio.ca. Um, or just go to anchor.fm slash RTR. All my podcasts, uh, all my podcast links are there. Apple, Spotify, whatever have you. Just did something on the new Netflix reality show uh, called The Circle. So definitely check that out if you're a reality TV buff. See my thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, my website, unfortunately, is a little down at the moment. But you can Ooh. certainly, yeah, I didn't kind of pay for the extra year. So oh. working on, uh, I know, I know. So working on that. But certainly go to anchor.fm slash RTR. All my podcast-related links are there. And uh, Real Talk Radio, that is indeed where the talk does get real. Thank you for the cheap plug for me. <laughs> Not a problem. You can always follow me on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at at DA Vincent K Fabe. And you can hey, hey. follow Justin at JLB420 is my personal Twitter. Or you can follow at Real Talk Radio 8. And you will find all the lovely news of what's going on kind of with everything there as well. Awesome. But on that note, we will close the the books on the fantasy booking this week. And we will be back uh, later this week for an episode of the wrestling booking unit. Uh, thanks for really listening. this week. It's, it's like... You shut your mouth. <laughs> Have a great one. Ciao.